The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube. And you will find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at romanschapter5 at comcast.net. Welcome to The Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode 10, Afterthoughts. Atheism and Arguments for God's Existence. A friend and listener has asked me to address my thoughts on the arguments for God's existence, as I have said that they served no purpose for me as I went through the looking glass. This rehearsal of my journey has been personal and gut-wrenching for me, but enlightening as well. I do not mean to assert that all atheists are like me, or that my path back to God is what others need to follow. God meets each of us where we need to be met, I think. I studied apologetics in Bible college, and on my own. I had done evangelism on the streets of Jamaica, Philadelphia, and New York. And don't forget my never-ending hunger to know everything. As a Christian, I feared someone would ask me a question I could not answer, or challenge me in a way that I could not counter. If that happened, I feared, my faith might falter. So I studied like a madman. In the end, all my knowledge and study did not prevent me from abandoning my faith in God, though to be fair, I don't think it was what caused me to do so either. Even as an atheist, I was interested in rational approaches to God, but none of them ever convinced me that atheism was false. Evidence and argument stacked up on both sides of the question for me over the years, but neither side compelled belief. I remained an atheist by default, having thrown the switch. I suppose it is possible that someone who is truly open to evidence and argument might be convinced to believe in God by evidence and argument. I suspect, though, that there is always something more going on. As I asserted in this series, God always stands outside human experience. The Bible talks about this in various ways, but one of the clearest is just the notion of faith itself. God is accessible to man only through faith. There is something here that words just can't communicate, a limitation of our humanity that puts God outside our ken, our knowledge. Still, there is a notion of transcendence that haunts us, I think, that causes us to seek outside ourselves and our spatio-temporal frame. We are the only creatures who can think about limitations as limitations, and thus conceive of an outside to our particular box— a metaphysical reality beyond us. Along with this sense of something beyond our senses comes the ability to accept or reject that additional story. Faith, too, is one of those tools that rationality, the spark of the divine, imparts to us. I am reminded here of the present state of astrophysics and the positing of the multiverse. There are scientists who believe in the multiverse— so much so that they are trying to devise experiments to test whether or not it might exist. That is, their actions are reflecting their beliefs. Watch what people do, right? Faith motivates action. So, back to the question. What value do I find in the arguments for God's existence? They're fun to engage as intellectual games. 
and even may help to reinforce beliefs for those who already believe. But I think most non-Christians, and almost certainly most atheists, who have usually thought longer and harder about these issues than most religious believers, will not find them compelling. Statistics point to the conclusion that belief in God is vastly more prevalent than atheism. So for Christians, the problem is not really convincing people to believe in God, but to place their trust in Christ. Atheists are a special case. It is Christ the man, the incarnate word who won me, not an argument. It was discovering that my faith was misplaced, that indeed I had a faith, as many atheists think of themselves as hard-headed empiricists, not believing at all. I think that the sort of philosophical, psychological introspection that reveals how tenuous the structures of human knowledge really are is vital. I may be wrong, however, on this point. It is certainly possible that some atheist, somewhere, is simply looking to find a good argument for God. How, then, to win over an atheist, if not by convincing them, by argument, that God exists? I don't know most atheists, but my advice is to treat each one as an individual who has real questions and concerns. There are no good hit-and-run tactics for evangelizing an atheist. C.S. Lewis came to Christ through intellect and friends who believed, cared, and engaged him as an equal, among them J.R.R. Tolkien, a Catholic. If you care enough to engage an atheist, you're going to need the slow and steady relationship approach. Don't bother if you're just doing it to win them over, as that will be obvious to them from the start. If they're not a real friend, they will simply have contempt for your efforts. Indeed, you should approach them prepared for contempt and ready to both bear and challenge that contempt patiently and thoughtfully. Unfortunately, Christians, especially evangelicals, have insulated themselves in language and thought from any patterns of thinking that depart from their own narrow conceptions. So unless you're willing to expand those conceptions, think outside your box, you will be unlikely to adequately engage an atheist. Both sides are too narrow, from my perspective, too wrapped up in their worldview. This, too, though, is a vast oversimplification. Of the two, Christians and atheists, I tend to favor the openness of the atheist, though where they are closed and narrow-minded, it is every bit as closed and narrow-minded as any Christian. Evangelicals are frequently too frightened that their narrow worldview will collapse if they honestly confront difficult opposition. At least part of the motivation for the Christian Atheist podcast is to inspire Christians to find the courage of their convictions, to risk being made to feel the fool, to confront their own ignorance and contradictions. Christ, the way, will triumph if we honestly allow the facts and the truth to see the light of day, rather than shamefacedly hiding behind fundamentalist talking points. In fact, if there were one message I would like to impart to Christians, it is on this issue. Do not be afraid of facing your doubts, or those of others. If you believe God is truth, then trust truth. He will carry the day. If you can't answer all the arguments of the doubters, do not despair.
neither can I, or anyone else. Faith in God is not beyond doubt. Doubt is part of the very essence of faith. Jacob wrestled with God and won. Talk about a fascinating paradox. His new name, Israel, became the name of his descendants, those who struggle with God. Let us too wrestle and hold on to him. We too will be wounded, but as we limp, we can do all things through him who strengthens us. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening and remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.